plenty happening at uh, Panthers last night. Of course, that massive storm which ripped through a lot of New South Wales and Sydney just as the players kicked off in the Panthers-St Helens games. Just repeating, the English champs have won 13-12 in the World Club Challenge against the Panthers. Brian Fletcher, the Penrith CEO, has been good enough to join us on a Sunday morning. Brian, good morning. I was hoping we'd get you on as the CEO of the World Club Challenge winners, but it was a classic contest last night. Good morning, Brian. Yeah, good morning, Ray. Good morning, Dean. Yeah, no, it was a great game, Ray, and um, the conditions were atrocious mm-hmm. and uh, for the first half. The rain just hammered down, but um, no, they deserved to win St Helens. Uh, we had every chance to, uh, to win, so it was a great game, big crowd. Um, There's probably 4,000 people who didn't go to the game. They stayed in the club, so yeah, yeah. we sort of won both ways. We won at the club. And we... <laughs> <laughs> I know which one went more to you, Brian. <laughs> you Brian? I was going to give the, sorry, I was going to give the crowd a rap. Actually, it was mm. horrendous storms and thunder and lightning, but. It didn't look like too many scurried out of the ground. No, the the, no. the uh, grandstands looked Hardy packed. Hardy light out there at Penn. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I applaud them. No, they did. And all the English followers that came out, they stayed there in the rain. And uh, they didn't even feel the rain at the finish because when you're winning, um, yeah. and they were winning most of the game. So uh, up until a few minutes before full time. But uh, no, it was great. And um, I've never seen a crowd like it inside the club at four o'clock in the afternoon. It was just packed. The Englishman was singing and, and the fans and... It was just great. Yeah, great atmosphere. Hey, Brian, we haven't had you on since the Premiership win of last year, so congratulations to the club for that. But obviously, we're just a couple of weeks away from the season opener in 2023, and it seems most of the pundits are prepared to write off Penrith's chances of going, of winning that Premiership hat-trick. Losing Coruscant and Kikau has been used as the, the main reasons What's your take? And is there talk at the club of a three-peat, Brian? Ray, um, the the players and and the coaches are very confident they can do it again. And um, they've trained that way early in the season. And there's a lot of young people, young players that haven't been sort of put on notice yet to rise to first grade and they'll come through this year. Um, yes, kick out and happy, uh, big losses but um, no, we're, we're very confident that we can do it. Do the three-peat and um, last night was a good pipe opener. Uh, Dylan Edwards didn't play and Liam Martin and we didn't play Sonny Luke who come on as a hooker in um, in the first game uh, next Friday week against the Broncos. So, no, all, all systems go out there and that's why um, we believe in our system that we bring the players through. We won the Harold Matson, the SG ball last night and the reserve grade as well. So there's plenty of talent underneath what we showed last night and um, now very confident we'll be there uh, come semi-final time this year. Brian, depending on how much success you have would probably determine whether you're a fan of the salary cap. But given you get great sides like Penrith come along every so often and then are forced to shed great players, it seems unfair on one hand, but... I also get the salary cap is there to try to keep it a level playing field. Are you a fan of the salary cap? Look, Dean, uh, the salary cap's there, so you've got to, you've got to play within the rules, and uh, we've proven the last couple of years that we can do that. We've been in the grand final for the last three years, so no, you'd love to keep all the players for sure and not have any salary cap, but that that would be only fair. You'd only probably have 
three or four sides that were competitive. So um, this year there'll be a lot of sides competitive and uh, we've got to adjust to it, which we do. We've got a system that adjusts to the salary cap and um, play within the rules and it's nice that, you know, we've been able to win two comps and play in a grand final and play within the salary cap. So um, there's no reason to be against it. Um, as I said, you'd love love to be able to keep all the players, especially when they come through your lower grades mm. and that. But, but that's the way it is and we've just got to adjust and get on with our game. Do you fear, Brian, that you might have to shed more players in coming years given your roster is so star-studded? Yeah, well, Dean, we've already done that for, uh, next year because... Um, our centre Crichton has gone to the Bulldogs, and yes. we, our system allows we've got to lose probably about eight hundred thousand worth of talent each year in the salary cap. Because if if you're still successful, because the price of your other players keep going up, mm. and uh, the more success you have, like at the end of twenty four, we've got Liam Martin, Jerome Luai, Moses Leada, and Dylan Edwards, and I. Isaiah, yeah, they all come off contract, so we've got to redo all those as well. So um, they're not going to take the same prices they're getting now if they have success again this year. Yeah, that does make it tough for you and the club, Brian. Brian, can, can you uh, tell us what premiership success equates to in terms of like the Lees Club, for example? I know membership is up. I know it's very hard to get a ticket to a game. I know that the, the, the shop which sells the merchandise at Panthers often... Um, uh, runs out of certain sizes of shirts, etc. Are all those um, key indicators up again this year on the back of 2022? Yes, Ray, they are. And uh, no doubt success helps your merchandise, your corporate areas on game day. They're basically all sold out for the year, which mm. is great. Um, and your sponsorship and signage at the ground and so forth, uh, they're all sold out. But to give you an indication how how success is financially, the last three years we've made something in excess of $16 million profit. The previous decade before that, when we weren't winning, we weren't playing semi-finals football, we lost $50 million. So <clears throat> there's a big difference. Admittedly, we've changed our models in the last three years and kept our eye on expenses as well. But it, it's it's a major factor. And you know, you can always make a profit when you're winning, but it's hard to make a profit when you're losing. Well, you've made those profits through two years of COVID as well. So what could it have been if you could have had to full house almost every week at, at home games? Oh, it could have been. could have been massive, Ray. Yeah. Um, like this year was nearly... Uh, last year, so it was nearly an $8 million profit. So, you know, if you take the previous two years under the same circumstances as last year, uh, it's probably a difference of $10 million to us. Wow. But... Um, we still were able to, to make profits in those in those tough years, and um, we got a little bit of funding off the NRL, which was great as well in the COVID years, and um, we got through that, and most clubs did get through it, which was great. Brian, in all my time of writing about rugby league, I've covered a million players, but I find it hard to find a more dedicated and focused player than Nathan Cleary. What what keeps driving Nathan just to keep going to that next level? Oh, he's just one of those champion young men. He's uh, there's no mug at him at all. He's just a, he's just a lovely kid, and he just he just wants to get better. And I don't know how much better he can get. He's probably at the top level now, but he thinks he can keep learning. And he you know he seeks out people that have reached high higher levels than him for more advice and so forth. And um, he's just, he's just magic, and it's it's so important to us now that. 
that Nathan and I have been both there until the end of 27. So you'd have to say that would be 50% of helping us being successful in the next five years. Yeah, and success does breed success on that very point. You're talking about Ivan Cleary, and I guess it's a, it's testament to his ability as a coach and a man manager that people like Cameron Serraldo and, and Andrew Webster have success have gone from working with him to get full-time gigs as NRL coaches. Yes, right. Well, the, the thing with us is that we've we've been able to do is always have a succession plan in place because we realise, you know, talent was going to be taken off us on the football field and also with our coaching staff. So we've still got a succession plan there that goes on right up until the end of uh, Ivan's period of time. And um, so if somebody leaves, that's good. We'd probably rather have somebody looking to take those coaches and players off you than having a team and a team of staff that nobody wants. So uh, well, it's, a, it's, it's a lopsided sort of thing. You're happy with it and you're not happy with it, but that's the way it is, and we're probably in the position you want to be in. Brian, any update on the new stadium which is to be built uh, out there at Penrith? Look, negotiations are still going with the Department of New South Wales Infrastructure. Um, they're well advanced on it, and uh, both parties in the government uh, are okay that uh, they will build the stadium. It's just at the moment deciding the final position where the stadium will be built. It'll either be at the trotting track, the showground, or where we are. So, But um, I would say plans will, after the election plans will be starting to be drawn up and it'll probably start building in uh, 2024. Terrific. Hey, Brian, we were hoping to get you on as the winner, obviously, of the World Club Challenge last night, but you still had a win yesterday, and go, you good thing, Scalapini at Flemington. Gee, he's been a good horse for you. He's a great old horse, yeah. isn't he? Like, he just slid all the way yesterday, and it was never in danger, and uh, the good part about it, the bookies bet $9, so exactly. that was nice. Did you have a flutter? I had a card, couple of dollars each way, didn't you? Bet uh, responsibly, Brian. Yes, you know, my position, I'm not well-heeled with finances like the media boys. But, um, <laughs> hey, Brian, let's not go there. The horse had to be a champion. Let's not go there. Carried mine yesterday. But there are secrets I don't want to reveal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian, look, really appreciate you coming on on a Sunday morning. Um, unfortunately, the Panthers lost last night, but it was certainly a cracking game and it sets up now for 2023. Very best of luck um, during the season and, and thanks for coming on on a Sunday morning. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Dean.